MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bonantoni, hanging out with you over the course of the next hour, live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Let's get things started off right here on a Monday. Got a great guest list today. Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo, my guys at the South Point Expert Odds Makers, are going to take us behind the counter in a little bit. We'll also talk through the NBA postseason with Julian Edlow, a content associate and just all things NBA analyst. Really great breaking down each one of those games in the playoffs. And Nick Alberga, NHL betting and fantasy analyst, not only talking through the games, but some big news coming out of the New York Islanders organization that Lou Lamorello let go of Barry Trotz as their head coach on Long Island. So uh, big news in the NHL. I think a lot of people were really surprised given the success the last two postseasons, making it to the Eastern Conference Final, a game away, a goal away from making a Stanley Cup final appearance last year. And he is no longer after the Islanders didn't make the postseason this year. But anyways, it was a busy week on the sports calendar in general between the NHL and NBA postseason. Of course, MLB, UFC was really, really entertaining over the weekend with the Canelo upset and, and Gaethje. My ticket died early, a slow, a, a really quick death rather in the first round of that fight, but fun nonetheless. And I certainly didn't anticipate starting off the show today talking about the Kentucky Derby, but we absolutely have to with the historic results that came on Saturday from Churchill Downs. So let's get it started with our top five news and notes that impact us as better start. 
starting with the Derby. It was the most heavily bet Kentucky Derby in history, won by the biggest long shot in the field, Rich Strike at 80 to 1, a record $179 million bet in the pool for Saturday's event, a 17% increase over the last year, 8% greater than the previous record set in 2019, and only 500,000 of it on Rich Strike, the lowest of any horse in the field, according to the figures released by the track, after he sprinted past Epicenter and Zandon, two of the favorites in the final moments. Now, this horse was not even in the field until Friday after a late scratch and ended up pulling off the second largest upset in the race's 148-year history. And here in Nevada, the horse was an even longer shot, most notably right here at Circus Sportsbook, where odds were as long as 200 to 1. And Derby Day was also another Mattress Max special, people. The Houston Furniture Store owner lost 2.6 mil betting the Derby, including 1.5 on Epicenter, who I also had, by the way, who finished second. So really, really intriguing Kentucky Derby Day. Number two in our top five, Joker cashing tickets again. Denver Nuggets star center Nikola Jokic reportedly set to win the league's MVP award for the second year in a row. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reporting this morning, adding a formal announcement is expected to come this week. He opened at 16 to one, closed minus 275 after the straw poll at the end of March caused a market shift away from Joel Embiid. And Joker's raw stats were even better than last year when he won it, averaging career high points 27.1 points per game, 13.8 boards per game. He's also the first player in NBA history to log 2,000 points, 1,000 boards, and 500 assists in the same season. So certainly a very well-deserved award, but I think a lot of us in our minds still had Joel Embiid as the guy, especially with the way that his postseason has gone. Speaking of which, after being initially ruled out of Game 3 in the 76ers Heat Series over the weekend, Embiid not only played, but was the game's leading rebounder in both Philly home games over the weekend. The 76ers have now tied the series at two games apiece after a 116-108 win and cover last night, led by a breakout performance from James Harden. Harden had 31 points, 16 of which came in the fourth quarter. He had six threes, his most since arriving in the city of brotherly love. Miami, meanwhile, wasting a 40-point night from Jimmy Butler because they couldn't shoot 7-35 to 35 from three, just 20% as a team. Plus, adding injury to insult, Heat guard Kyle Lowry re-injuring his hamstring in the loss, putting his status for Game 5 now up in the air. The Heat are a three-point favorite coming up Tuesday against the 76ers, total 209.5 in that series price. Miami, after going up two games to none, was minus 1,400 in the set, now just minus 150, and the 76ers from 8-1, to one, now plus 125. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, by the way, also took two at home to tie their set with the Suns, causing an eerily similar price change. We'll get Julian Edlow's take on this a little bit later. Number four, we'll stick with hoops. The Memphis Grizzlies are down in their series with Golden State two games to one and now looking to be without their star point guard, John Morant, tonight as well with a knee injury. The injury was sustained late in the fourth quarter. Saturday's action with Jordan Poole uh, pulled on Morant's knee, going for a basketball in a trap near half court. Ja tweeted, broke the code with the video of the play after the game, but has since deleted it. Poole will not face any disciplinary action from the league. And speaking of broke the code, the Grizz will have Dylan Brooks back tonight after serving a one-game suspension for the flagrant two in game two that resulted in Gary Payton fracturing his elbow. Memphis getting 10 tonight at Golden State, total 223. And also tonight, Bucks a one-point favorite against the Celtics after the narrow two-point win over the weekend. They are up two games to one. Now, number five in our top five, round one of the NHL postseason has not been your typical brand of playoff hockey. Let's get into some of these numbers. Eight of the nine playoff games over the weekend 
went over the total Friday three and one to the over Saturday four and oh Sunday three and one of the totals closing six or less the over is eight and two this postseason clicking at 80%. Thank you Josh Applebaum for that note and in 12 straight games now third period specifically have gone over with goalies getting pulled a lot earlier than we're used to seeing empty netters for days. Round one overtimes also seem to be a, a thing of the past but just two so far. There's also been just four games decided by one goal while 19 have had a margin of victory of three goals or more. We've got four Four games coming up tonight. The Rangers are short favorites at the Penguins looking to tie their series at two. The Panthers hoping to do the same down to one in their set with Washington, as are the Flames in Dallas and the Avs. Big favorites looking to complete a four-game sweep of the Preds tonight in Smashville. Now, we talk about all those overall trends in round one of the NHL, but there are some in the NBA and NHL game-by-game game basis tonight. So are these trends your friends? Let's take a gander here, starting with that Celtics-Bucks game four. The under is 3-0, and all three games in the series. And this trend I personally think is your friend here because this is a series that has been physical. The defensive intensity has been there. And even with the increased pace that we saw on Saturday, the under still cleared with a good amount of room. We're very fortunate, those of us who were on the under uh, that game, like myself, that it didn't go to overtime. Uh, the Celtics nearly pulled it off, but 103-101 the final. Each team has also held the other under 90 points in a game so far this series. Now, not only... Is it three straight unders in this set? But for the Bucks, every single game their postseason's gone under. Eight straight between the the their Bulls Celtics, the Bulls series with the Bucks and the Celtics. So Bucks defense has been the stoutest of any team in the playoffs, giving up 0.91 points per possession. The fewest points allowed in the paint, the second fewest second chance points, and the second fewest points allowed off turnovers of the teams remaining. The list goes on in these defensive categories. They've been incredible. And even with Giannis seemingly scoring at will, 42 points last game, still went under. I don't think he'll be as free to do so either, by the way. The Celtics are going to get more creative, figuring out how to double him, be more a little bit more aggressive. Um, but Boston Boston, meanwhile, too, was the best defensive team in the NBA the second half of the season. So I think they show up. They also tied for the lowest three-point percentage allowed this year. Another interesting trend we're going to take a look at here is with John Morant out for the Memphis Grizzlies, the Grizz are 20-5 and five on the year with him unavailable. And I think a lot's going to be made of this stat as you're listening to different shows throughout the day. And for as impressive as it is, do not be fooled by that information. That record also drops to 8-4 and four when you look at playoff teams faced without Morant. One of those wins was against Golden State, I'll give you that. But it was also a game in which none of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, or Draymond Green played. Ja is averaging this series 38.3 points per game, 6.7 boards, 8.3 assists. And with him off of the floor, the Grizz have a minus 11.4 point differential per 100 possessions. So if he can't go, which it's looking like he won't, who does the offensive load fall to? Desmond Bain, you would assume, who's got an injured back and while capable has scored just 16, 5, and 9 points these three games. So I think this trend is not your friend. I would, however, also be cautious if you're backing Golden State minus the points of that potential backdoor cover type of a situation. I know the majority of the public plays here are on the Warriors. We'll look at uh, a little NHL trend here as well. The Panthers are at the Caps for game four tonight. The home team has been 5-1 and one this season in this series um, throughout the course of the year. I have a hard time believing the Caps can night in and night out hold down this Panthers offense. I, I'm i being much more selective with my NHL plays right now. I've been bad, we know. Um, but Florida, 
for as vulnerable as they've looked this series, it's just hard for me to completely look past the regular season in which the Panthers were the NHL's top offense. They were the only team in the entire league that averaged more than four goals per game. They've been held to three goals over their last two over their two losses in this series. But I'm just trying to figure out where is Jonathan Huberdeau been? Where is Alexander Barkov been? These guys are due. Anthony Duclair doesn't have a shot on goal. I had to triple check that stat this morning because it just felt wrong. He won't be held in check forever. I think Florida bounces back tonight. Personally, the Caps are one and four their last five games following a win. So give me the Panthers. I don't think that trend is your friend. Rangers and Penguins game four. The over is three and zero in this series. Penguins lead it two games to one. I'm so on the fence about this game. I could play it. Either way, um, from a total standpoint, from a who's going to win, who's going to lose standpoint, this series just feels so weird. How often do we see Igor Shosturkin get pulled from a game? It just doesn't happen. He's a goaltender that steals you a game. He doesn't cost you a game. Um, In the regular season, the finals played out so differently than the three straight seven-plus goal performances that we have seen in this series. Um, There was only one game of the four in the regular season that even touched six. Finals were one nothing. 5-1, 3-2, 5-1, 3-2, and 3-0. But I I lean over again here. If, if you forced my hand and made me choose, I would go over. But it's a hard play. Uh, maybe we just roll with the trend. Maybe that trend is our friend. We'll look at one more here. The Avs and Preds game four. Nathan McKinnon's got at least one goal all three games this series. Four goals total and the first goal in two of three. He's plus 115 for an anytime goal scorer at DraftKings. Plus 130 here at Circa. 10 to 1 for a first goal. So I think the betting value for an anytime goal is a little bit lost. Um, I likely wouldn't play it. I don't like betting anytime goal scorers if they're below plus 150, but he's on a heater. You can't deny it. Um, I could certainly see this cashing if you want to bet it. More power to you. But he's averaging 7.2 shots per game over the last four because their final game of the regular season was also against Nashville. Um, Points prop, plus 160 to go over one and a half. He's also plus 120 to record power play point. Um, He's got two and three games. Don't hate that either. Lots of props on McKinnon. You You can't go wrong if I'm honest with you. Don't forget, a ton of VEASAN shows now, including this one, My Guys in the Desert, are available as podcasts. Couldn't tune in, miss a segment, just download the show anywhere you get your podcasts, get caught up, subscribe to My Guys in the Desert now. Plenty more My Guys coming up, including My Guys at the South Point, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free, made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zinn's available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more enjoyment. It's simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zinn anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zinn. Visit Zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and find Zinn nicotine pouches near you. That's Zinn nicotine pouches for only adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Morning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Roll along here. Time for a little fade or follow. Looking at some of the public plays in Major League Baseball today. And if we are on board with where the public money is going, we will start on the run line where 98% of the handle, 87% of the bets are back in the Brewers against who? The Cincinnati Reds, of course they are, because while the Reds are red hot after earning their first series win against the lowly Pirates, it was sad. Um, they We're all back on the fade the Reds on the run line trend, it appears, and I am with the public here in this spot, even with the Brewers' recent struggles against Atlanta. It's just too hard to ignore the series with these two just last week in which Milwaukee outscored Cincinnati 34-12 to in three games. I also like the over, by the way, set at 7.5. Reds have the best over record in baseball, seven straight, and the Brewers, five of their last six, have gone over as well. Uh, four totals, though, one that's getting very highly bet. Rockies at Giants over 6.5, 94% of the handle, 75% of bets. Hence why that total has ticked up to seven now. And I certainly understand the overplay. Colorado's bullpen's the second worst in Major League Baseball. But I'm not touching this total personally. This is going to be a pass. I do have a bet in this game, though, which I will give you at the end of the hour when I do my official plays for the day. And then last one here, Moneyline. 
97% of the handle, 94% of the bets back in the pod squad, the San Diego Padres against the Cubs. And I'm so chalky today because I'm with the public here as well. Cubs have just nine wins on the year, and six of them came in their first 10 games of the season. They're on a five-game skid, dropped eight of their last nine. I think they had another loss to it today. Struggling Kyle Hendricks on the hill for the Padres on the mound. Mackenzie Gore, big fan of the rookie from Wilmington, North Carolina. He's allowed just four runs in 21 innings to start the year. Not too shabby. Now, from a rookie to a couple of veterans, we bring in legendary bookmakers Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo live from the South Point. And guys, as much as I do love talking baseball lately, we've got bigger fish to fry. We have NHL and NBA postseason, a run for the roses to remember. <laughs> what was the weekend like for you guys? Well, I can tell you, young lady, it was pretty damn busy and it was well, <laughs> well worthwhile. You know, what we're getting anymore is like simply when you have a derby, I mean, there are just more people every mm -hmm. year that keep coming. So what it does is your brick and mortar places, it fills your hotel. People are all over the place. You couldn't move in the race and sports book. Naturally, the race book was absolutely jam-packed. Mary Jungers, our race book manager, told me Friday and Saturday were two of the best days ever booked here. And she should know. She's been around for quite a while. So I can tell you this. Now, uh, we really didn't lose anything with the 80 to 1 shot, although it was a lot of fun talking about it before and after. And people, people were always telling me after the race, I should have had that, Jimmy. Well, you didn't have it. So just go sit in the corner. You know, other than that, but everything else, kid, the baseball, well, I've been changed. You saw it was a little bit of a pain in the ass. They started jumping on against the Reds about four losses in a row. And I still think this, uh, the trend might be going on in the, next, in the next 10. And everything else from there, the NBA was fair. Now, tonight, let me jump in. Vincenzo, ahead, and you can jump You're in also. Roll, buddy. <laughs> uh, like, like when you had the two games like here, which draw plenty of attention. From this side of the counter, we have to knock one of the games down for the parlays. Now, naturally, the Bucks are only one point favorite, and yes, there'll be a little, probably about you know six to five more tickets on that as mm -hmm. opposed to the one they're playing against. But in the Warrior game, since we opened at nine, it's the second, it's the second game. Very important game. Not so much for the straight bets. It's like everything that will be live is on the nine, minus nine, minus nine and a half, and minus ten. So those are the games like we have to don't use the word have to. If we beat them, we usually have a very, very good night. So booking the NBA Finals, just a tad difference in booking it in the re regular season, Vincenzo. Well, the, 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 and the weekend uh, kind of set it up, too, uh, giving people some bullets. I mean, uh, Stormer, you talked, uh, you hit on it. You know, you started with the Derby. Rich strike at 80 to 1. But when you look at it, it was a long shot and underdog weekend, right? Uh, Dimitri Bible uh, comes in at plus 450 against Canelo Alvarez. Uh, you had Max Homa at 40, 45 to 1. Uh, to win uh, to win the uh, the PGA event, uh, the Wells Fargo. Oh, by the way, yesterday Joey Logano, twenty five to one uh, to win at Darlington. So it was uh, it was a nice uh, pricey weekend uh, mm -hmm. for the betters and uh, setting up. Uh, they got plenty of ammo uh, as we head into another week here in May. Absolutely. And, and from our side, Stormy, what I like what I like the most about this now we're getting a lot of teams are two and two, you know, which means it's more games. And the more games we have in the NBA playoffs, the better it is for us. I mean, well, we can go to maybe the middle of June before oh, yeah. we're done with this stuff. Definitely. Between uh, the NBA and uh, the NHL uh, playoffs for sure, Jimmy. Well, one more thing, just looking at tonight's NBA game specifically, the Bucks celtics series. I know the, the Bucks under trend has been one eight straight unders for Milwaukee in this postseason so far, but I feel like that number has steamed up the majority of places that I've seen people betting over in this one. What have you guys had with your numbers change on the total for that Buck Celtics game? 
Well, for our side of the counter, young lady, uh, both the both the totals in the NHL and the NBA have been really good for us. I mean, there's been times when the runs been on the over, been time when the runs went on the under, and they're they're holding about 65 to, to 70 percent on those mm -hmm. type of things. And then when you throw it in the, with your parlay, it's a little more dangerous. But like I said, we can adjust back here. We can create more two-way business if it really gets out of hand. But to answer your question, yeah, it's uh, the NHL uh, totals have been going yeah. all over, right, Vincent? Yeah, they have, and I mean, there've been a lot of a lot of scoring so far in this particular uh, in the first round here. I think as we get further into the uh, NHL playoffs, Stormy, those numbers uh, will start to trend down. Even if it's a five and a half, it's typically uh, a total that's, uh, uh, you know, kind of bet with a little juice to the over, except in, in the uh, the case of the uh, the Flames and the Stars. But in the, in the NBA, we tried to adjust down uh, because they were bet down. We made, uh, so we opened this Celtics Bucks, for instance, at 210, but you're right, it's up to 213. So mm -hmm. right now, uh, that's a combination, too, of, of straight bets on the total, on the over itself. But also, uh, to Jimmy's point, uh, the public uh, loves to bet uh, parlays. And, again, I've often told you, when fans chant defense, they don't mean it. <laughs> they love offense because they bet over. That, I've been to many uh, National Hockey League game, Vinny, as you know, and I only seem to hear fans yell, yes. shoot. So I don't know how much they have <laughs> with you there. Exactly um, right. Looking though, a, little exactly bit, right. a little bit further at tonight's NHL games, we talk about the totals, but in terms of sides, which teams are getting the most action tonight? Uh, caps uh, a little bit of uh, about a five cent move. Uh, Panthers opened, uh, and, you know, they don't want to go down three to one here, Stormy. So uh, they opened a dollar eighty. We're down to seventy five here at the South Point. Rangers, Penguins uh, again a big uh, bigger game probably four uh, for the Rangers here. Open the game pick them, which is a dollar ten either way here. The Rangers are up to fifteen cents. Or in honor of your uncle Eugene, I'll use the the old hey. school term three nickels. Uh, Rangers three nickels. Avalanche from 245 to 250, and uh, the Flames holding steady at eight to five, a uh, dollar sixty favorite tonight against the Stars in Dallas. Jimmy, there's been a few series here that have just kind of made me say, "Huh, I, I didn't expect that to happen." Um, from your guys' side of things, whether it's just um, a team that's won games you didn't think that they would, or from a betting perspective that's taken in more handle than you expected, what surprised you in this NHL postseason? <sighs> Well, what surprised me was really not much of a surprise. You know, you knew, you knew even before you started these games. Sometimes you even know when they get to the final, like, okay, here's playing in the tournaments, uh, that, like, you know who they're going to be betting. So you cheat, the, you cheat the game a little point, point and a half. Not, maybe not a point and a half, but you always cheat. You know when it opened up, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia was going to get money early. You knew that the Golden State Warriors were going to get bet over early. So, like, it's not like it was 40 years ago when Uncle Gene used to hang around Churchill Downs. I mean, things are a little bit different because the, the public can push, only not because they know what they're doing to some degree, but what, there's just so many many of them. So what you try to do is like have have a good number for you going early in the in, in the day. You know, if, if, uh, if the Warrior game was in the middle of the season, it'd probably be seven and a half or eight. But we know now, obviously, you know, the Warriors are going to attract attention. So it, it's part of just a learning process uh, that uh, you're in uh, when obviously it comes down to you making a change or making a number. So you just keep you just keep track of what's going on and you'll be okay. You know, Stormy, in uh, in terms of the and in, in the NHL, uh, you know what the the public kind of gets enamored, I think, with records or point totals. 
Uh, obviously, Florida winning the President's uh, Trophy. But uh, you know what? More seasoned betters are going to look for value on the prices, right? The Caps, a, a very a veteran team, and uh, given uh, given the Panthers everything they can handle, and uh, of course in that series, I think when you look at the the Avalanche, I would say uh, not really surprising against. The uh, uh, the Predators they've gotten uh, they've gotten a lot of support I think but conversely uh, Dallas with the way they play and a very tight checking game they've uh, more sophisticated betters uh, they got involved with uh, with the Stars as opposed to the Flames who had uh, the best uh, record in the West and Stormy if I can jump in here now like your so-called wise guys or whatever you want to call them they're getting their ass kicked in baseball because you know they take these big big prices back while they're doing is ripping their tickets up after the game so sometimes what you see is not what you're what it is they're not the wise guys that I know half of them quit by all-star game because they get carried away you guys make my day every day I get to talk to you thank you so much for the time as always that's my Bye, guys. Stormy. That's my guys at the South Point, Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo. Always a pleasure. When we come back, we love that plus money in the NBA. And Julian Edlow joins the show. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here, just $59, and you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com, and subscribers have access to everything. It includes Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, our NHL betting expert, will break down all of the action on the ice through the Stanley Cup Final. And we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR as well. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which VEASTERs, again, our daily best bets email every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and live video stream whenever you want it, whenever you need it. The cost is just $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Rolling along here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Bon and Tony with you, and time for a little segment we like to call. We love that plus money, honey. Looking at a couple plus money props in tonight's NBA postseason to take gander at. I like two of them tonight. Draymond Green over three and a half turnovers at plus 115. He's faced Memphis five times this season and the turnovers have gone over that number every single time. Five, four, four, five, and five. A plus money price for something he's done every game. One of the primary strengths of this Memphis team, by the way, has been putting pressure on the basketball. They forced 17.7 turnovers per game this postseason, more than any other team. And even without John Morant, I think they'll continue to play at that high pace. So a lot of possessions means more opportunities for Green to cough it up. Make some mistakes. Make some miscues, Draymond. I need it. Also, Al Horford to have a double-double. It's plus 165. So clearly other people are getting in on this because I saw a plus 195 this morning. Uh, Looking for his fourth straight double-double here this series. He went 12-10 and 10 game one, 11-11 game two, a whopping 22-16 and 16 in game three. The guy's turning back the clock, averaging 15 points and 12 and a half boards this series. Um, he's also throwing up the ball. 12.3 field goal attempts each game this series, which includes two games with at least four made three-pointers. And while we know the Bucs are so good defensively, they also give up a lot of rebounds and haven't really had an answer for him around the rim. So give me the double-double tonight. We'll continue our NBA action conversation with an expert. Our guy Julian Edlow over at DraftKings, host of the Odds On podcast is what you do. You do so much work for DraftKings from a writing standpoint, from a podcast standpoint. Like, do you ever have a moment just to chill? 
There's plenty of time to chill. Um, you know, there's always the the sports betting calendar never sleeps, which I think is the thing. You feel like you're always on the clock waiting for that piece of news or waiting for that next bet. But uh, yeah, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you don't take time off. Well, the Unreasonable Odds podcast is absolutely a must listen. And congrats, by the way, because you started the day off with a, a win without even having the, the actual announcement come out yet. Woj breaking news that Joker is going to be the MVP coming out later. Uh, what'd you make of the win? And when did you decide to get in on Joker? Yeah, um, you know, that's the earliest on a Monday morning. I can remember starting the week uh, <laughs> with a nice win, so that was very welcomed. Of course, it's a Woj report for now, so those tickets will grade, I believe, when when it's official, but it will be official. Um, you know, a lot of people got those plus 2,000s, plus 1,600s, and that's great if you, you know, were able to do that. I bet it at the very end of March, and I bet it stemming from that ESPN report, the straw report, the final one of the season, where they basically just talk to reporters that have a vote and count the votes. It doesn't get like, this isn't a game, uh, a sporting event where the other team can come back when they're down by 20 with 10 minutes left. This is voting. Like if, if you have a giant lead like Jokic, like Jokic did from the, the votes we were counting, then you have a giant lead. And that's pretty tough to come back from given it's a simple vote by, uh, by beat reporters. So it was plus 160 when I took it. By the end of the week, we were looking at like minus two something and it just kind of took off from there. So it just goes to show the information based market mm -hmm. awards, drafts. We just had the NFL draft, things of that nature, how profitable they can be if you just get the right information. Yeah, it's a great comparable. Um, and also just one of the biggest stories of the weekend, of course, has been John Morant and his knee injury with the Jordan Poole trap at half court and whether or not he's going to play tonight. Obviously, it's looking like he's not. So much has been made of the Grizzlies' record this regular season without him on the court. Do you think that that experience will help the Grizzlies, or is it kind of a no contest here and it's Warriors for the win? So two different questions, I guess. Do I think the 25 games without Morant will help the Grizzlies? Yes, they're not going to lay down in this game and go away in a huge playoff game that they need to tie this series 2-2. Two to two. Do I think the Grizzlies have a very good shot in this game? No, completely <laughs> different question. Um, the Warriors are rolling. They're at home. They've won 13 straight home games in the conference semifinal round, um, dating back years, obviously. But they, they perform well in these games at home, and now they're a double-digit favorite. Um, you know, it's great that, Grizzly, that the Grizzlies have those experience, but go look at the 25 games they played without them. Teams, you know, load management in the NBA. They take nights off. The Grizzlies didn't take nights off. They played for their seeding every night. And you catch teams in different spots. You're not going to catch the Warriors sleeping at a playoff game at home. Um, the only game the Grizzlies won in this series, they needed 47, eight and eight from Morant to win that game. And it came down to the final possession. So like just a really tough spot from the, for the, for the Grizzlies. I'm not going to lay the 10 with the Warriors. Um, I'm not going to lay the minus five fifty money line, but the way I'm looking at it, like DraftKings right now is even money for the Warriors to win it in five. Obviously you got to win a road game to get there, but if they win this game tonight, I'm probably going to bet them in game five anyway. So I might as well take the even money mm -hmm. rather than wait and lay four points or whatever it might be in, in game five. Yeah, sometimes you have to get creative with some of these prices because even as a parlay piece, you don't really want to throw minus 550 in there. Yeah. Um, what about the the Celtics-Bucks game tonight, though? Uh, Milwaukee obviously able to squeak out a narrow victory on Saturday. How do they look as a one-point favorite tonight at home? Yeah, I this series from the beginning kind of seemed like one that was going to be back and forth, could see some road wins, and we obviously have so far. 
Um, and if anything goes seven games, I know Philly and Miami is looking a lot more competitive now. Um, you know, so that could go seven, but I, this just has the feel of seven games. Um, and you know, the, the Celtics got beat up in game one, there was not much to like, and you just kind of had to take that blind leap of faith and bet them in game two, knowing they'd bounce back and they did at home. This is a little different because they're on the road, but you know, last nine Celtics losses, they are eight and one straight up following it. Um, and that goes back a while, I think until like January, because they've lost so few games. So you lose a game by two at a buzz, a tip in buzzer beater that didn't count. It was that close of a game. And through all of that, Giannis had 42 and Jason Tatum went four of 19 for two, uh, for 10 points. You got to think there's going to be a bounce back there from Tatum. You got to think Giannis maybe hold him to more like 34, 35 instead of 42. And then you probably win this game. So just zigzag theory, bounce mm -hmm. back spot. I do really like the spot for the Celtics coming off the loss. You mentioned briefly the 76ers heat series and how that has turned around. And obviously Joel Embiid on the court makes a huge difference for Philadelphia. And then you have James Harden. Will the real James Harden please stand up because he had obviously a breakout 31 point performance, which is something we had not seen in his time in Philadelphia yet. How have the two of them together shifted potentially the way that you view this series now after four games? Yeah, it's uh much more competitive than it was after two games, for sure. Uh, you know, Embiid being on the floor, even if he's not 100%, is much better than, <laughs> like, night and day between DeAndre Jordan minutes and any other bigs that Philly has to throw out there. And then it makes Harden better because there's another guy on the floor that's such a big threat. It opens things up for Harden, whether Embiid is at his best or not. And we, that, you know, game four was a classic example of that. So, this is a series now. I, I do, you know, Miami's the best team in the East for a reason. They're they're good. Uh, they're deep. They have a lot of guys. I think that they're in a very good spot in uh, in Game Five. But this is definitely a series. It can definitely go seven games, and anybody can win that Game Seven. Philly's got the best player on the floor, so um, you know, much more competitive than it seemed when Embiid's status was up in the air and it was two nothing. Miami, a three-point favorite as they head back home tomorrow. And I was definitely somebody that was questioning what would Embiid's usage be like? Like, how effective would he actually be? And clearly he's proved me and a lot of other doubters wrong that he's very more than capable with the mask and with the thumb. The Suns also, I have been such a believer in this team. And now all of a sudden, it seems like the Mavericks are very much so live in this series. What's your view on that one? Yeah, another close one. I mean, after what we saw from from the Mavericks at home in these games, they they are certainly live for game six and to potentially force a game seven. Um, I do really like the bounce back spot for Phoenix in game five. I would say I like them even more than Miami in that bounce back spot because, you know, Philly and Miami at their best, the talent discrepancy, at least at the top, isn't that much different. It is Phoenix does have a big talent advantage outside of Doncic with the rest of that, those rosters. Then you got the whole Chris Paul situation on Mother's Day with his family. Mm -hmm. Not happy about that, obviously. And uh, that's something that shouldn't happen. But you factor that into coming home, coming off two losses. I, I think that Phoenix is in a, a pretty big breakout spot in that game. I certainly hope so, because when I backed them last game, it didn't go well for me. And I was a little bit emotional cool. after the fact. But you're telling me to get back on the wagon. Yep. Forget about it. Back <laughs> on the wagon. <laughs> Set it aside. Julian, really appreciate the time as always. Good luck with your bets tonight and this week. And keep it rolling in the NBA. 
All right. Anytime. Thanks for having me, Stormy. That's our guy, Julian Edlow. Always great checking in with him, talking all things association. Um, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter as well. When we come back, we're going to lay down my official plays of the evening in Major League Baseball, hockey, and the NBA. And we're going to talk all four games tonight in the National Hockey League with Nick Alberga, host of the Fantasy on Ice podcast for NHL Studios. Does a great job breaking down all things betting and fantasy angles. So do not go anywhere. More My Guys in the Desert coming up. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Same thing with every VSIN program, by the way. Download on your own schedule. Time for Taken by Storm, my official plays of the evening. Unfortunately, I didn't have Rich Strike in my pocket the other day, so I still need to find ways to make money. Here we go. And Major League Baseball. A few run line favorites that I'm really vibing tonight, starting with the Brewers run line against the Reds. Big shocker, fading the Reds on the run line. Don't hate an alt run line look as well for a little sprinkle. I like the Giants on the run line and under three and a half for the first five against the Rockies. For the Rockies on the hill, Austin Gomber away from course has been fantastic. 2.70 ERA and really good first time through the order as well. 2.38 ERA. Versus Carlos Rodon for San Francisco, who's been nearly untouchable. 1.50 ERA first time through the order, 1.64 ERA at home. And in this battle of the South pause, I just think runs will be at a premium, particularly early. And then San Francisco will take advantage of the second worst bullpen in Major League Baseball behind only the Cincinnati Reds in ERA. We are next fading the Pirates team that just lost two of three to Cincinnati. So give me the Dodgers run line at minus 140 at the Pirates. Did you know in all 19 of the Dodgers wins this season, they have all covered the run line. LA's only had a couple games decided by one run, and they were both losses. So if I believe in them to win, this is the way I'm going to bet it. LA on a six-game win streak here. They've covered the alt-run line, minus two and a half, and six straight as well. So another potential sprinkle if you're in for it, plus 110. Um, In the NBA, I'm going for a Warriors team total over 117. And not that I foresee another 142 performance shooting over 62%. That's not, that's an anomaly. I understand that. But What's not is Golden State going over this 117 number. This postseason, the Warriors have scored 117 or more in six of the eight games they've played. At home, they average 123.5 points per game. Also, in four home games this postseason, they've shot 54% from the floor and 46% from three. I also like the Celtics-Bucks game under the 212.5. You can get 213 better, eight straight unders for the Bucks, and I don't think they bucked the trend. Then in the National Hockey League, we know my game plays have been riding the struggle bus. I'm tempted to bet the over in all four games tonight, honestly. But the the one prop that I really like is Roman Yossi of the National Predators to go over three and a half shots on goal. I also think the plus 320 for an anytime goal scorer could be worth a look as well. He's had four plus shots on goal every game of the series, had a goal on Saturday. And if you look across the seven games this season, he's played Colorado, three goals. So a half a unit play maybe on an anytime goal for a 50-50 shot, why not? Uh, Let's talk to the NHL expert though, Nick Alberga, host of the Fantasy on Ice podcast. Welcome in my friend, how you doing? 
Expert. That's a new title I'll add to my plate, I guess. How are you? I'm great. Great. Um, but you are. Just embrace it. Okay. Thank you. Stop it. Stop it. We obviously have to go through the four games today, but the big news in the NHL, of course, this morning is that Islanders head coach Barry Trotz is no longer going to have that title. How surprised were you when you heard the news? Well, very surprised, A, considering how late I wake up at like 11.30 a.m. Eastern time to wake up to that tweet is always fun. Uh, number two, uh, I I think it's fascinating that the two dudes in Vegas still have jobs, but it's Barry Trotz who loses his job. So nonetheless, uh, very intriguing. We'll see where the Islanders go from here. But my goodness, I think every team should step up to the plate and try to acquire this guy if he still wants to coach in this league, of course. Hey, that's a good question. Over under 60 days until he finds his next landing spot. I'll go with the under. He's a really, really good coach, and it's tough to get your hands on guys like this. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, the Islanders missed the playoffs this season, but the last two years were in the Eastern Conference Final, a game away, a goal away from making a Stanley Cup Final appearance last year. But let's look to this year's postseason. And tonight, the Avs looking to sweep the Preds tonight. Preds plus 205 money line. If you think they can get the upset and push this thing to five games, what do you make of the Avs-Preds game tonight? I have a feeling uh, I'm going to play a hunch and I'm going to go with the underdog in this Ooh. game. I think if you have the ability to sprinkle a couple dollars, might as well. You just mentioned it and you're taken by storm segment award winning, by the way, <laughs> that I think sometimes you have to take some risks in sports betting. And I do like this look tonight more so because Pavel Francouz is playing a guy I just don't have much faith in. I think obviously the Nashville needs Connor Ingram from game two to play in this one. I expect it to be high scoring. Maybe you look at the uh, the over of six and a half. And will Philip Forsberg please stand up? This guy had 42 goals in the regular season. He is pointless in this series. So I would look at that goal prop uh, to tail you on the Roman Yossi goal prop. For some reason, I just feel feel Nashville tonight. But again, I've been wrong before, right? Well, and if you don't necessarily have the gumption to go full-blown taking them on the money line, Nashville puck line plus a goal and a half is still just a minus 120 price. You don't usually find that low of a number for uh, getting a goal in your favor. So I like that play as well. What about this Flames-Stars game? Because this is a series that I don't know if anybody had Dallas lead in this thing two games to one. What happens here now? Really is shocking, right? And, uh, you know, I could not have foreseen this. In fact, I had Calgary sweep in this series. So, again, shows you how much I truly know. It's just a tough league to handicap. Let's let's joke about it, it a bit. But I, I just think you look at Calgary. Number one, they score the most goals in the NHL in the regular season. You're telling me they can't find offense anymore. So, to me, uh, it stands right at Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goodrow combined for 82 goals this season. I think if you're looking at some goal prop value, those guys are at plus 170. Last I looked going into tonight's game, maybe one, maybe both score in this game. I'm expecting now I had this, you know, game three as well. I'm expecting a high scoring game at some point in this series. So I would look at the over five and a half. And I think Calgary is just too good to go down 3-1 in this series. So I like the Flames on the road. I think they take care of business, and I like them with the over as well. I had a similar thought process here as well with the over 5.5. It's plus 110 because the shots on goal each game have increased. We saw 42 yep. game one, 52 game two, 73 the last time out. So I feel like some of these are going to start to fall at some point. Um, the Penguins have done me dirty here. I keep betting against <laughs> them, and they keep winning can they do it again tonight, or, is the, or does New York get on track finally? You know how I feel about Louis Domingue. We did a hit last week. I, I'm Number one, I'm taking the Rangers over two-and-a-half team total. Number two, I'm taking the, the Rangers to win this game. Like, There's no way that Igor Shostorkin, and in famous last words, is getting outplayed by Louis Domingue <laughs> again. I just think you look at Shostorkin's numbers historically in his young short career in the NHL. 
He is 6-1-1, one, one, a 9.22 save percentage following being pulled. Um, he started 4-15 and 15 the other night. He was pulled in that 7-4 loss. Uh, number one, I think we see a bounce back of sorts for Sesterkin, but I also see it for the New York Rangers. So I think they win this game. It's going to be all square at two and then a best two out of three. I would add, too, that I like the uh, Ryan Strom shot prop in this game over two and a half. He has 18 for the series, and he's in a contract here, so he's very hungry and motivated right now. I love that, and I, man, I want to bet the Rangers so bad. I'm going to have to take it really deep. It. I'm going to have to do a lot of thinking between now and puck drop because I, I just, I have so much belief in the Rangers. I have a 30 to one ticket on them to win the cup, which is obviously starting to look more and more bleak, but I know the way that Jared Glant has gotten this team to this point. I'm a huge Igor Shosturkin fan. How often do we see him get pulled? It just doesn't happen. So hopefully today he's more dialed in and he's got a little bit of, of rest because we all know game one took it out of everybody. Um, Panthers and the Capitals. We're having another similar situation here where the President's Trophy winners are really, really struggling here to start their opening round series. Why have the Caps had the success that they have and can they keep it going? Well, it's just like the season pedigree. I think a lot of people have looked past the fact, Stormy, that Washington hasn't won a playoff, or excuse me, Florida hasn't won a playoff series in like 25 years. And granted, I get every team is different, but I think you look up and down that roster compared to the Washington roster, a lot of the guys in the Capitals roster have been there before and they've won together, right? I think that's all ultimately a factor that is underplayed a bit um, in the NHL world, at least. So certainly I expect a bit of a response from the Florida Panthers. Uh, first and foremost, their power play has been dreadful in this series, 0 for 9. Uh, so I think if you want to sprinkle a point prop, a power play point prop at that, maybe you look at Barkov, maybe you look at Huberto. I think it's inevitable Florida scores on the power play, and hopefully it happens tonight. I think if you're looking for some juice, some value, I think you look at the, the Panthers' puck line, clearly. I think there's not much value right now in their money line, but I do expect a response, and I think it will stick with the theme of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's been blowout city, so I expect the Panthers to be really, really good tonight. Looking ahead to tomorrow, can you give me a little bit of a read on this Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa Bay <laughs> Lightning series? Because every game, it's a blowout, but they keep on just changing who's going to be the better team. I don't get it. It really is crazy. Like in general, in these playoffs, I think I put out the stat today that 24 of the 28 games have been decided by two plus goals. Like it really is surreal. We've got that one game that went to triple overtime with the Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Handicapping this series has been really, really difficult, but certainly as we've seen in the first four games, I think the expectation is maybe a bit of a bounce back for the Maple Leafs on home ice. They got two of the last three on home ice. I do envision that series going seven games. And I'm very curious, Stormy. I mean, this is a huge, huge time in this organization's history because, again, they've lost uh, 18 straight seasons. They haven't won a playoff series, and I think it's time to put up or shut up, uh, excuse me, in terms of t changing the narrative for this team moving forward. Appreciate your insight, Nick. You're the best. No worries, Ticker. That's Nick Alberga, host of the Fantasy on Ice podcast. And that is so true because the amount of pressure on both teams in this series are crazy. You got Toronto, who hasn't won a first-round series since 2004, and the defending Stanley Cup champions the last two years running with the pressure of not being able to get out of the first round. It's a very interesting dynamic in that series. That's a wrap on My Guys in the Desert today. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up next.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.